previously on Ars Paradoxica. Lewis Abbott Gaines. We believe men like yourself, veteran servicemen, men of diverse skills, are ideal candidates for our program. All right, I'll hear you out, but I have one condition. I have a friend who might deserve this more than I do. David Marion. Mr. Gaines, I understand you and Mr. Marion served in the same unit. That's right. 388th Mobile Infantry. He kind of took me under his wing, you might say. As of this moment, you are members of our little circle. Your bravery and service to this country may never be known to the wider world, but we few will. One of our agents, one Lewis Abbott Gaines, had gone rogue and obtained and provided the Soviets with photographs of the timepiece field kit, because apparently our vetting process is handled by the interns. You're gonna stop him, son. I graduated an hour ago, sir. Why would you choose me for this? You're the only one who knows the movements and whereabouts of both yourself and Lewis Gaines on the day you both got your acceptance to ODAR. the other shoe dropped finally. Not on any list, they tell me, but this is the end of Lewis Gaines, professor of, well, anything. Clean out your desk and bump on down the road, here. But that's fine, you know. That's fine. Had my fill of that place anyway. I'll put some savings aside, that'll hold me for a while, and I have another job to do besides. David's been gone two months on the job for that creepy Mr. Beck, and I've had precisely no word from him. Beck and his (laughs) grassroots defense initiatives may have him working pretty hard, but this, I, I don't know. It feels wrong. Expected a letter or a call as soon as he got settled, but here I am. Two months and not so much as a chess move by mail. That's not the David Marion I know. I got no address, no number to call. So as I see it, there's nothing for it but for me to drag this thing out and do the gumshoe routine again. But before that, I'm going to cook up a nice supper, put on a good record, and pour myself a drink. (laughs) Or five. (laughs) Uh, All right. This is uh, entry one of New Field Notes. Lewis Gaines, August 14th, 1949. Field notes, entry two, August 15th. It's about two in the afternoon. I just spoke to David's mother, Ruth, who says she hasn't heard from him since I have. Damn it, this isn't working. All I've done so far today is spin my wheels trying to get someone to say two useful words to me. I've got one option left, and shit, it could go 50-50 either way. But Jim Colfax was always a man who knows how to play the game. It was a damn miracle he got me off with an honorable discharge. Uh, But he's a clever man. I'll have to come in prepared. 
Jim, it's Gaines. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Louis Gaines. That's a surprise. How you been keeping? Can't complain. You know me. Youngest lieutenant colonel since Don Vickers. And they make sure I can keep my kid fat and happy. Now, truth be told, I can't imagine what you might need from me after all this time. Uh, it's about David Marion. Jesus, Marion, just... I, I can't get him off... Or anything else. And nothing He's like a that. Civilian. It's not like David isn't in trouble with the law, but I don't know that he isn't in trouble. It's not, it's not easy to explain. A few weeks back, I was approached by someone saying he worked for the State Department, who went by the name of Beck. He had a job offer for me, something intelligence related, and, and I told him I'd only think about it if David got his shot at the job, too. Are you about to come to a point? Uh, the point is, he got the job. I didn't, and the reason why ain't on the table for discussion. We talk often. We're friends, brothers in arms. We knew each other's mind. But as soon as he ships off for this training with Beck, no word. You never call. You never write. Like that. I don't expect anything from you, Jim. I, I just want to make sure my friend is safe. I did still owe you one, didn't I? I'll let your heart advise you on that point, Jim. I need to look at him in the flesh or hear his voice say he's okay. You get me? I need copies of whatever records you can access that reference government contracts in the public sector during the war. Anyone who got tapped to work on something special or, or urgent. Christ. When you ask, you ask. I could be risking my shiny new career over this. You mean to tell me you have no juice over there? <laughs> you bastard. Fine. I don't know any back, but I'm not sure there isn't one in the State Department. Expect a hand delivery. And Lou? Yeah? That's us all square. Don't call again. Field notes. Entry 16, September 17th. Ah, would you look at all of it? Accounting records, cargo manifests, a mountain of irrelevant garbage, but there's gold in them hills. Ah, I can smell it. That old smell that tells you where the story is. Now, I should make some coffee if I'm going to make it through all this before Christmas. <laughs> Field notes. Entry 17. What's it? Uh, September 19th. Ran out of coffee six hours ago, but I should have a working list to start from in oh, another day. I'm gonna run down to the diner, put some fuel in the tank, and uh, get back to it. I'll tell you what, my phone bill is gonna cause me some pain in the days to come. <laughs> I must be the busiest unemployed man in America. Field notes, entry 18, September 21st. Spent yesterday calling a bunch of scientists' wives after a solid 24 hours shut-eye. Not everyone would agree to speak to me. No surprise there. But the ones who would were nice enough women. Husbands always off at work, wouldn't you know it, except in a couple of cases, and they didn't know anything. And then, then I get the string of women in Evanston all of whom could confirm that their husbands had done some classified work for the government, but clammed up over specifics. Still more digging to do. Need a hot bath first. Got it. 
Louis Gaines speaking. Hello, Mr. Gaines? I hope this isn't a bad time. I know it's late. I'm calling from Evanston. My name is June Barlow. Oh, no, ma'am. This, this is a fine time. How can I help you? I'm not completely sure. I was speaking to Patty Fitzroy, and she mentioned your call, asking about her husband's work. Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm a journalist. I'm conducting some research for a story. A story about those freaks at Odar? What can you tell me, Mrs. Barlow? That remains to be seen. You have to be careful who you talk to these days. I'm doing a, a bit of an investigation myself. No, no, this was a mistake. I really can't... Uh, Mrs. Risk. Barlow, th- this is... I'm grateful you called me with this. Please, don't hang up. I- I'm trying to find my friend, a young man I was supposed to look after. I, I think they have him, and-, and I can't do a thing about it. Whatever you can tell me, please, I need to hear it. So this isn't some story for the papers? <laughs> no. Just someone looking out for a friend in need. You said you were looking into Odar yourself. Do you know someone missing? No, you see, my husband, Quentin, well, never mind that. What matters is I'm looking into them and whatever they're up to. I have to follow any lead I can get. Mrs. Barlow, it appears that we're both after similar goals. We might benefit from working together, risky as that may be. Mr. Gaines, you seem to care very deeply for your friend, but I have been waiting too long to make rash decisions now. As much as I'd like to trust you, I'll have to think it over. Good evening. This shit's gonna give me an ulcer, I swear. Louis Gaines speaking. I've thought it over. We'll have to be careful, Mr. Gaines. You don't know what they can do. Then tell me what you know, please. You mentioned a a Quentin. Your husband, I presume. Yes. He worked in their lab about four years ago. Mad scientists doing secret projects to end the war. They were, and I know how this will sound, they were building a working time machine. A time machine? I see. You've seen it working this... Time machine, yes. I stood just feet away while it made this terrible noise. It was me and that bitch Sally Grissom. There was a gun and and it fired. But it hit my husband in the lab somehow one week before. She made that possible and yet she got to stay while they kicked me to the curb. I guess they did the math and decided I wasn't worth worrying about. They're very dangerous people, Mr. Gaines. They have to be stopped. I'm not sure what it is I can do, ma'am. I- I'm sorry. I'm-, I'm just, I'm just trying to find my friend. He won't be easy to find. They buried me under a false identity for years. They can bury him too. I've been digging up information myself, but if you want my help, we go in this together—a partnership, sharing information as equals. I won't be swept aside again, Mr. Gaines. I think I can agree to that, Mrs. Barlow. Now, you said you found something. Esther Roberts. She was one of the scientists there. I made an inquiry at the alumni office at the University of Chicago. All I got was that she was close friends with someone named... uh, Bridget Chambers. Maiden named Dreyfus. The record said that she works at the public library in New York City. I meant to go see her, but it's a long way from Illinois. I'm closer. I can look into it. 
Thank you, Mrs. Barlow. I'm looking forward to us speaking again, Mr. Gaines. Tell me what you find out. Of course, Mrs. Barlow. And please, you can call me Lou. And you can call me June. Until next time. Field notes, October 12th. Here I go. <clears throat> uh, pardon me, where might I find the reference desk? Thank you, ma'am. Uh, good morning, sir. Need help finding something? Uh, someone, as a matter of fact. Would you happen to be Bridget Chambers by any chance? Yes. How can I help you? <laughs> well, Mrs. Chambers, the truth is, you come highly recommended. Uh, Arthur Meadows over in the DSU History Department mentioned you when I discussed my latest project with them. Oh, <laughs> pardon me. My name is Lewis Gaines. I'm the journalism professor over there. I can't say that I recall... Well, never mind. What can I do for you, Professor? I'm in the middle of some research, and Arthur tells me you have a pretty comprehensive knowledge of this place. The subject? It's a piece on government subcontracting in wartime. Uh, we're still just coming out of a major armed conflict. There are big areas of economic growth, a lot of history being made. Anything you can show me on our government contracting with private firms for war work or domestic defense would be a great help. I'm mostly interested in a Dr. Esther Roberts. She was one of only a few women to rise to prominence in the scientific field during that time. My, that does sound interesting, Professor Gaines. Well, we have breeding rooms set aside. Just follow the signs. Just make sure you find the right one, all right? I'll give the stacks a look and be with you in a jiffy. Thank you, kindly. Louis Gaines speaking. No professor this time? I'm sorry, I don't understand. Don't give me that, Mr. Gaines, please. I called DSU to update my records. They say you don't teach anything anymore. I would like an explanation. You're absolutely right, Mrs. Chambers. Uh, and more than that, you knew there was a connection between Eddie Roberts and myself. So talk, or I call the police. Of course. The nub of it is, I'm looking for my friend. I believe might be in trouble. Maybe even in some sort of danger. I'm sorry I lied to you, but I, I, I couldn't think of any other way to be allowed down into the reference section. Most people don't need a story to get into a library. But most people you know, ma'am. Do you know a lot of Negroes, Mrs. Chambers? You certainly know the accepted social etiquette around them. What do government contracts have to do with your missing friend? You can't go to the police or, or a private detective or something? I can't go to the police for several reasons, most of which I scarcely need to mention. But most of all, I believe he's being exploited somehow by people far out of my reach. Truth be told, ma'am, feels like all I'm doing is treading water. I, I'm sorry, Mr. Gaines. It's quite a story. Who is this friend you think is in trouble? His name is David Marion, ma'am, and he's a young man who deserves to have somebody in his corner. I hope you'll forgive my shabby treatment of you. A friend's called me Lou. What can I do to help, Lou? I need you to find anything you can on an organization called the Office of Developed Anomalous Resources, or ODAR. They've got some connection to intelligence, but the name doesn't give much away. They have their fingers and a lot of pies and, and probably won't often ask for things under their own name. Just, just be careful. This all started when they found me sitting in my damn truck, if you'll pardon me. You be careful too. I'll send you copies of whatever I can find. And this is a long shot, but your friend, Roberts, you may want to keep an eye out. Buy a tape recorder. They may already know that something is happening and try to head us off. 
I can't get into the details, especially the gory ones, but she's not the person you remember. I don't know about this, Lou. We used to be close. Maybe I shouldn't get involved with this after all. I understand. Don't do anything then, but keep a recording device close by, just in case she shows Bridget. I don't want you sticking your neck out for any reason, but if she shows, you have to be ready. All right, Lou. All right, I will. It's completely crazy, you know? Man, these days, I pinch myself on an hourly basis just to be sure. All right, she's gone. I'm going to edit that first part out of the record for decency's sake. But you were right. She wanted to recruit me. When you pick up the tapes tomorrow, leave a signal if you want me to follow her companion as well. I'm sorry I doubted you, Gaines. We'll talk soon. Uh, well, uh, uh, field notes, October 29th. Well, this confirms a few things. Finally have a live recording of Roberts making a move, but nothing to indicate she knows something more about Bridget's involvement. Either we're doing something right, or we're about to run bare-assed into an ambush. You did brilliantly. Couldn't have asked for better. You must think the most awful things about me. I could never. Anyone who does doesn't have the sense God gave a rat. You're sweet. <laughs> Bridget, I work with the truth. That's what reporters do. So here it is. You've done a great thing. You might have even saved a life or two. I only hope I can rely on you in the future. Yes, you can rely on me. Field notes, entry 31, December 20th. After Bridget dropped a bombshell in my lap, November turned up nothing. I've been keeping myself entertained, going back over the contents of the box Jim sent, but the trail has officially gone cold. <sighs> Old bears like me are supposed to start getting ready to hibernate by now. For now, I'm just pacing around my little cave. <laughs> Hello? It's me. Are you watching? Yeah. Wonder if Beck and Alger Hiss knew each other. <laughs> he would probably find the question a little rude. It's hard to believe it got this bad. I know. Nice to hear your voice, by the way. It's been a while. How's you been keeping? I'm more stir-crazy every day. Just waiting for the thaw. <laughs> Jackpot. This is entry 39, March 15th. Finally dug up something about a Margaret Elborn working for an independent scientific research group in the Midwest. What was it? Um, investigating neurological effects of exposure to high levels of radiation. Best I've got. I'll give her a call tomorrow. Come on, lady, answer the damn... Hello? Uh, hello, hello. Uh, am I speaking with Dr. Margaret Elborn? My name is Louis Gaines. Yes, what is this about, please? Well, ma'am, I'm a journalist. I'm doing a story on government contracts in the public sector, so I was calling in the hope you wouldn't mind chatting with me about your research. 
I did a lot of research for Dr. Carling. You'll have to be more specific. How did you get this number? I was interested in hearing about your radiation study. I couldn't get anyone to tell me anything further. I'm short of facts. Hardly surprising. What you want to know is classified, Mr. Gaines. I'm aware of that, but I have to hear the story. I'll be happy to give you my reasons in person if you'd agree to meet me. You have my address? Yes, ma'am. There's a payphone at the Turner's Gas around the corner from my house. Call ahead. I'll unlock the door for you. Jesus Christ, you're serious. Dr. Carling may have been the one pushing me, but I know it was that other woman, Roberts, who was telling him how things were going to be. I enjoyed seeing his reaction to her at first, but... God, what a chilly woman. The things she asked us to do for her. I'm sorry. This is still hard to get my head around. I don't know if I can believe it. I try not to, if that makes any sense. If I think about it, that just makes it worse. Makes me worse, like the worst headache you can imagine. Like driving in the dark through a blizzard with the lights off. Little Pandora and I were the only ones to make it out of that study in one piece. I'm sure there are long-term side effects, but again, best not. That kind of technology is unspeakably dangerous. Oh, Christ. When I think about what someone could do with that kind of power, and, and with David in the middle, Doctor, they have to be stopped. This isn't what I went to war for. I agree with you, Mr. Gaines, but what can we do? We? Well, yes. I can't just agree with you and let you go on a suicide mission by yourself. Not a very Christian thing to do, although I don't know what help I can be. Thank you, Doctor. I think you've given me just what I need. Field notes, entry 40, March 19th. I hardly know what to do with myself. Dr. Elburn threw kerosene on the fire with that stuff. It's hard to get a read on people capable of horrors like that, and the chess player in me worries about that kind of unpredictability. If Elburn is on the level, these Odar people are playing by rules that we have no concept of. Entry 46, August 19th. Guess who decided to send a birthday card to his mother? Ruth Marion called me last night. She says it's the first time she's heard from him in a year. The return address was from a post office box in some little Colorado town. Point of Exile? Pretty odd name. He said in the letters that he found work in avionics for the government, bolting wings to fighter jets. Eh, not a bad cover story, but I don't buy that he doesn't have ready access to a payphone. But I've got a city and a P.O. box. That's something I can work with. What is it the Brits say? Steady on. Field notes, entry 47, August 28th. Sent a letter to the post office box. Express. Got a response today, but from who? Honestly, it could be anyone. Anyone but David. The handwriting is his, sure enough, but this all amounts to a fair impression of him, at best. I could smell a mistake here. They might not even know they're making it. Hmm. I have some calls to make. Point of Exile Post, Errol speaking. Hello, 
sir. I was wondering if you could help me out with something. I'll sure try, fella. What can I do for you today? <laughs> the thing is, a friend of mine started a new job out there in Colorado, and <laughs> wouldn't you believe it? He up and leaves without telling me where I can reach him. All I could get from his supervisor was a box at your post office. But I need to speak to him about something more urgent that can be solved by post. Oh my, that is a pickle. You're sure it's out here? Point of Exile is what you might call a company town. You say you had a box number? Uh, yes, it, it should be box... That's what his boss said. Acted like he was giving up a family secret. Can you imagine? Ha! Well, that's bosses all over, isn't it? Never seems to... Oh, goodness. Something the matter? Well, it says here that this box is for special government use. Need an open sesame to look inside. And we're not to give out further information about it. I see. There's no contact number listed at all? I'm awfully sorry, sir, but I can't say anymore. More than my job's worth to break protocol like that. There, well, you know how it is. If there's anything else I can do... Uh, no, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll let you get back to it. Not getting anyone in trouble, am... Uh, huh. Well, how do you like that? I just don't understand what we gain by all this waiting, June. Uh, we know where he is. Uh, we know where they are. You know what we're dealing with. We risk everything by moving too soon, and we don't have the luxury of trying again. <sighs> I know, June. I know. I I I'm aware of the facts, but I need to do something. You may have already lost someone, but David feels further away every day, so I, I, I don't accept lying down and waiting for a miracle. We're not laying down. Think like a soldier, Lou. If we poke the hornet's nest, we can't take that back. We can't give ourselves away. Step away for a bit. Take in a show. Don't forget to live your own life. Alright? Yeah. Yeah, uh, alright. No, I'm sorry for snapping. Talk soon. Soon. Promise. Chin up. Hello? <clears throat> Hello? Good morning, sir. We have a collect call from Mexico. Will you accept the charges? What? Who in the hell? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, fine. Please hold. <sighs> Good morning, Mr. Gaines. This is your wake-up call. I can see that. It's four in the morning. Who, who am I speaking to? Who is this? Someone who's been catching up on your progress since June. The hell? What in the hell are you talking about? How, how did you find me here? I followed my nose, just like you. Who are you, damn it? I want answers. Mr. Gaines, I'm a friend. I promise. You can call me Petra. I just wanted to call and say, hey, thanks. The doctor wasn't on my radar. She was a good find. I knew they had good reason to worry about you. And where is this information coming from? What's your role here? I can't say just yet. This isn't how I wanted to do things, but you've had to play this fast and loose as it is. If I get too close too soon, things could spin out of our control. You talk about this like a game. Why should your word mean anything to me? Maybe so. Don't trust me then. But trust June. She deserves it, if anybody does. Tell me something, friend. Did you work for them? Do they have something on you, too? I heard you spoke to our mutual friend last night. Oh, good lord. You, too? I hope you told her to take a hike. You should cut her some slack. She seems like a young woman with a lot to think about. And her position isn't that different from ours. Fine. Did you give any thought to my last letter? Lou... I already told you what happened back then. I don't know what I would do if I was even in the same room as her. 
in that situation, I don't know that I could trust myself. Well, I don't know about you, June, but I've crossed every other name off my list. If we're going to have any chance at success, we need her. If what you told me is for real, then we need her. After what she made me do, how could I possibly... Are you sure she's to blame? You know her better than I do. Either it was intentional or there's something else going on. And now what's more likely? Fine. If you can track her down, if you can make a compelling case... I'll do it, June. We're close. <laughs> You're a maniac. Best of luck. Good morning, man. <laughs> Those look like some prize winners, if you don't mind me saying. That's the idea. Fun fact, if you want to pursue a career in gardening, don't pick a converted mining town 6,500 feet above sea level. Eh, but with a little know-how and good old cussedness, I figured out a pretty slick soil aeration system. <laughs> Very impressive, Dr. Grissom. It's Dr. Gr... Wait. Ma'am, I'm a journalist. I wanted to discuss your work during the war. What is it with you, huh? Jesus! Uh, I'm sorry? Not you. This. The universe. I was done with you. This shit. I was growing pumpkins. I was going to be the best pumpkineer who ever was. Do you even know why you're here, really? The research that led me to you was extensive. Well, here's a bit of useful information you missed. You should quit. You shouldn't lose any more sleep over whatever this is. It's not worth it. Sorry to waste your time. With all due respect, ma'am, you can't refund all the time I've spent on this. If I'm losing sleep, Odar is stealing it from me. From June Barlow. I've been trying to find a friend of mine for over a year, and it's Odar keeping him in the dark. I saved him once. I made him my responsibility, and without him, I'm not left with much. I don't even know if he's still alive. Please, doctor. We need your help. Maybe you better come inside. Ars Paradoxica was created by Daniel Manning and Misha Stanton. Episode 19, Gumshoe, written by Julian Mundy. Directed and produced by Misha Stanton. Featuring L. Jeffrey Moore as Lou Gaines. Hannah Trobaugh as June Barlow. Preston Allen as Bridget Chambers. Lauren Shippen as Maggie Elborn. Leah Peros as Petra. And Kristen DiMercurio as Sally Grissom. As well as James Oliva, Brock Bivens, and Aaron Bark. With special thanks to Isabel Atkinson. Original music by Misha Stanton and by Eno Friedman Broadman. You can hear more at enoofficial.com or at enomusic.bandcamp.com. This episode also featured music by Jazz Street Trio. Come find us wherever we are on the internet. Our website, arsparadoxica.com, where you can find episode transcripts or grab merchandise at our store. You can also reach us anytime on your social medium of choice, at arsparadoxica, or at our email, arsparadoxica at gmail.com. If it's Ars Paradoxica, it's probably us. Ars Paradoxica is made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy what we've done here, consider leaving us a nice review. 
And if you can pitch in anything to help us keep the lights on, go to patreon.com slash arsparadoxica and pledge to support us monthly. And finally, Ars Paradoxica is brought to you by the internet, wherever books are sold. Tulsa today is hurricane.